baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We are back with Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Okay, we got the answer to the age-old question, what's the difference between a sweet potato and a yam? It says yams are an orange flesh color. Sweet potatoes have a yellowish color. Hmm. I don't know. I know. They look the same to me. I can, you know, I can tell the difference between yellow and orange, but only at the extremes. Dark, uh, dark orange or, su- or super light orange. The ones in the middle, I can't tell. They all look alike to I me. I thought too. squash was yellow. Um, how about gagoots? What are those? Mm. <laughs> what color is your gagoots? Um, <laughs> I don't know. You call yourself an Italian. <clears throat> I think I think gagoots are basically um, like gray. Okay. I think they're about the only food that's gray that's supposed to be. You know, <laughs> you don't want to have food that's gray and it's supposed to be yellow. Right. Gray, when it's appropriate, I think very, very, li- very yeah. limited. All right. So we don't, <laughs> we don't know what color your gagoots is. And, you know, we try and add some educational portions of the show. It would be nice if, if we could do that. A little bit. So study it. I study will. it tonight. Go, go ask a genie about your gagoots. <laughs> She's going to say, I don't want to hear about yeah, your gagoots. Forget it. Go and run around the block or something like that. <laughs> Mr. Beamer, uh, my voice is uh, going pretty quickly here. I don't know why. I have no idea. I'm feeling pretty good. but uh, Feeling good, looking good. Yeah. What a brownie. Come on. What's the matter with you? (laughs) (laughs) All right. On Facebook, we will start with Michael, who says, unfortunately, this has become more of a personal issue, and he is the central figure. This should not be the case. As a result... In the best interests of the diocese and the church, he should resign and take himself out of the mix. I don't believe he deserves this fate, but the story has become too much about him. Well, that's true, and he just got back meeting with the Pope in Rome. Uh, but it wasn't just him and the Pope. It was a meeting with all the American bishops and the Pope. And I, I don't think the Pope would have time to meet with all of them. So he met with a select few, I'm sure. And a lot of uh, business and whatever, but uh, a lot of people thought that will be the end of the end of the rope. Uh, the Pope has had it. Says uh, here it's time for you to retire, but that did not happen that we know of. And so we got to uh, wait till he's 75. Well, what do you expect? Uh, what do the protesters want? I'm not siding with them. I want to stress that. But what do they want to happen? Just quit now, uh, pack up your uh, Pope thing, uh, your uh, Bishop things, and go home. We've got a new one that we think will do a better job. Is that the basic thought process? I, I guess I think so. And like what Joe said, people want to move on. Let's let's put this. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing us. about let's it. Let's go forward. Yeah, just uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I can believe that. Uh, Mr. Beamer, another uh, uh, Facebook. Player. Yes, Roy on Facebook, who uh, 
doesn't listen on Fridays. He made us he made us uh, well aware on Friday. Oh, really? He yes. doesn't listen when I'm gone? No, he doesn't like the Friday show. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Well, he's a Rangers fan. What can you expect? All right, what do you want? Roy says, they are ridiculous now. The whistleblower clearly has a vendetta against Bishop Malone. Malone didn't abuse anyone and is only following orders from higher up. Well, the whistleblower, remember, the whistleblower came from his immediate circle. Uh, wasn't Siobhan O'Connor uh, uh, very close to him, uh, executive secretary, something like that? So she has access in her mind of different things. I'm sure she wants to see corrected or at least brought to light. Uh, so it's best to get started. And uh, as they say, the longest journey begins with a single step. Well, they haven't taken that step yet. Uh, but it does take time to go from one to another. But I think it would be seeing that it's so close anyway a show of good faith, either either for the protesters to say, uh, well, you are gone in a couple of years, we wish you had left early, earlier, but let's make the best of it, uh, or him just saying, I, you know, I know that there's a process, I'm skipping it, uh, goodbye. You know, I, I'm thinking about it, I don't believe there's any way he can ever regain the trust of the area. Knowing that, that should be reason enough to say, okay, it's time to move But on. the scary part of that, it seems like every day we hear about more and more. So we got more and more of them, and uh, I don't know if you don't keep up with it, uh, you can't fire everybody at once. And I also, again, I have nothing against the bishop, but to say he did nothing, now I, I agree, I know, he did not abuse and he did not do the awful crimes that the that we are looking into right now. However, he has been found guilty of multiple attempts to cover up allegations. Well, just remember this, the guy that drove the getaway car didn't commit the crime either. But he, he helped the people that did commit the crime. And I think I didn't turn in the ones that uh, uh, did it. Uh, he has access. He knows who they are. Uh, he did not move on anything. Uh, whether you agree with what was done on the people that he moved on, that's between you and, and, uh, and, and your thought process. I couldn't possibly know all of them. But the trouble is there's too many of them. And you would think, wouldn't you think that as time goes by, the number of abusing priests would diminish, the ones at least we knew about. Instead, it seems to be the other way around. It seems like you open the door and they're all coming through the door at the same time. Uh, maybe uh, if, if the bishop, had, you know, this is an if. If the bishop had started uh, acting on things when he first learned them, we wouldn't have this epidemic now. So I don't know which is uh, the bigger epidemic, the opioid crisis or... Uh, or the abuse, the alleged abuse of uh, of kids. Both are serious. They're serious, and they're longstanding. They've been around for a while. 803-0930-1800-616-9236-STAR-930. Let's go to St. Mary in Lancaster. St. Mary, you're on WBEN. Oh, good morning, Sandy. One thing I have to clarify you. Uh, yeah, go ahead. To be a... a uh, a saint, you have to be dead first. Oh, that, yeah. yeah, I don't think, uh, yeah, that's not my first choice. That's why I rejected the nomination. Right, right. Okay. Uh, but seriously, um, this, I'm one of the ones that does not want the bishop to resign. I saw that so-called protest, five or six people standing there. Yeah, that's what they said. They said seven or eight, so that's close. Number one, why didn't they just wait for him at the residence? Why didn't well, that's true. They know he has to go home. Right. 
Why didn't they go to the residence and wait for him there when he came home? But the other thing is... Uh, you- the residence uh, is uh, not quite as, um, what's the word I'm looking for, grand as his previous residence, which he, he sold. You have, he has to go back to where to, to home, you know, home base. Yep. But the other thing is, these people keep uh, making, you know, the demanding, demanding. Where, what are they, what is their... Um, what are their goals? I don't know. I mean, the obvious goal is to uh, do it now. Just leave. They just don't even want to see them anymore. But beyond that, uh, and I'm not, uh, I'm not apologizing for them. I'm just saying, beyond leave immediately, what else do they want? That's exactly what I'm saying. Why don't they? What they're doing is they're putting the, the, the diocese in peril. Why don't they come out with a plan? If you resign, this is what we want, and this is what we've got planned. Because they know that girl that used to work there should know. Sinead, o- uh, Sinead O'Connor, no. <laughs> what, exactly, what was, you know, what's involved in the process, how long it took for a transition and everything. What they're doing is jeopardizing the diocese, putting the diocese in, in turmoil more. And why don't they just wait and see in, in the meantime? Why don't they say, in the meantime, we have this plan laid out? I, I see what you mean. You don't think it's necessary to do these theatrics. They know that He's going to be gone by uh, by dictate at, at age 75. Uh, there have been uh, problems. They've been admitted. Uh, some of them uh, allegedly, I guess, were addressed. Uh, some settlements were already made. Well, I'd just like to know what is not moving fast enough for them, probably his resignation. As far as those, this is another thing. Uh, I mean, this, this might sound uh, hard and harsh, but those uh, lawyers that I keep saying, if you have been abused by a priest, you know, call us and we will help you and all this stuff. Why don't they ask, instead of saying that, why don't they ask if you have been sexually abused by a family member? What is the recourse for a family member or, a, a, you know, somebody that has not been accused, I mean, abused by clergy? The, those lawyers, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but that is a disgusting commercial when I hear that. Well, it, that's, a, that's a fair accusation, I think. Uh, they're not doing it because the family doesn't have as much money as the Catholic Church does. But that's the point. Why are they just targeting a certain, because that shows their intent. What, what they're... Well, yeah, I think their intent is, they'll, they'll claim their intent is to uh, is help uh, the healing begin, but the real intent is money. It always has been, always will be. And these people that were abused, what if you weren't abused by a priest? What's your recourse? Yeah, I mean, certainly we have a high, uh, a high percentage of recognition that there are problems within families, too, and they, and they do get addressed. But this is the whole church is involved with this one. It's probably why it pushes anything else off the front page. Social services, if it's a, if it's a yeah. energy thing. It's a good question. Social services. So you've asked some good questions there, St. Mary. Thank you very much. Now i got to go to church. Okay, good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Here for you. Yeah, thank you. I wish her good luck. <laughs> What's bad luck in a church? Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you trip on the, uh, you know, on the, car- on the carpet? Something like that? I don't, <laughs> I don't get that. Be careful lighting candles. Yeah. Yeah, well, so uh, she's off to church, and that's why we call her St. Mary. We usually get her on the air before church or after church. And uh, this is before church. This is a B.C. St. Mary. 
800-616-9236, star 930. It is uh, Beach and Company. And what are you laughing about, Beamer? <laughs> you said we got her BC. Yes. St. Uh, Mary BC. Yeah, BC. <laughs> Before church. Uh, do you have any Facebook in there? I do, Sandy. We will go to Tom, who says, I'm torn on this. I was a fan of Bishop Malone, but it seems the longer he hangs on, and nothing gets accomplished. It seems we are kind of where we were three months ago. So now I think the best thing, not only for the diocese, but for the church, is for Bishop Malone to step down and let a new face come in and save a faltering uh, Catholic church. Yeah, I don't know why the bishops, not just Malone, but any of them who are in the same boat, I don't know why they don't act more decisively. Um, of course, they probably have the uh, motto of hate the sin but love the sinner. Plus, these are people they've worked with and seen rise through the ranks and, and uh, do many things for the church. I'm sure they're brokenhearted that they're involved with something like that. But once you come to the conclusion that this act actually did happen, why would you, make, why would you drag it out for both the victim, which would be the, uh, the kid and the kid's family and anybody else associated with the kid, the church itself, and the, uh, uh, just the whole atmosphere of not being able to trust a priest. A priest is supposed to be about trust. Uh, I, it always was that way when I was growing up with, with priests as part of my life. But the bottom line is it seems like dragging your feet does not work. And they should have learned that by now. These, uh, these bishops are learned people. They should know that uh, acting and, and uh, correcting it is far more effective and more important than it is to drag it out. Why do you think they drag it out, Tony? I don't know, but shouldn't healing be a consideration? It should be the uh, first consideration. It should be the first consideration. Not only the victims, but uh, the the whole area needs to heal from this. You need to move on. Right now, I would guess there's great distrust, in, uh, obviously, in Malone. Plus the big money question. All of these uh, suits brought on the first day of the uh, one-year open house. Yeah, are they going to go bankrupt? Yeah, they going. They've got to make a decision on that. I hope they don't. I hope they they do what everybody else has to do, and that's pay up. But there again, uh, if you look at the church as a business, when businesses fail and they have to declare bankruptcy, um, nobody looks at that as as shame. It's it's part of uh, of the life of uh, business. Sometimes the right choices are made, sometimes they're not. Sometimes the right prices are, are, are there, and sometimes they're not. So there's a lot of things there. Uh, but it's, it seems like there's not an advantage. If you know you have a problem in your diocese, there's not an advantage to not doing it quickly. You do it quickly, you show you mean business. Wouldn't you think that if they were to declare bankruptcy that that would permanently ruin any trust people would have in the area, especially knowing that the bankruptcy was uh, to avoid paying Well, I uh, think, yeah, I think most, most of it would uh, because, uh, you know, they're, they're your, your thought. They're your uh, partners on your way to heaven. You don't want to think that they, uh, they, they did or, condem- or condoned or, took or looked the other way. You don't want to think that they were involved with anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, I think it I think it'd be uh, uh, not advantageous. But, you, you know, when it comes to, to, to Bishop Malone, you, you would think if he cares about 
the Catholic Church. And as Tony said, this has become more than just the Catholic Church. This is affecting the region. Even non-Catholics are, um, are, are noticing, you know, are, are following this story. And if he really did care about the Catholic Church and care about the Buffalo Diocese, I think it's going more and more to where a majority of members of the church, and we're talking about people like Mary, um, who go to church all the time, are starting to just get, uh, I don't know what the, what, the, what the right word is, but just frustrated that really nothing has progressed. And we are still, as you said, we're still in the stage where new names and allegations are coming out. Yeah, and plus you're in a, it's strange for a church to be in this position. It's almost like the church itself is in purgatory, waiting for a final decision. Uh, what is the uh, ultimate uh, question about this? Because, as I just said, there's no advantage to waiting. In fact, there's a disadvantage in waiting. Because while you're waiting, uh, the, uh, the revenue for people suing or uh, picking up, uh, the zeal for getting, uh, uh, getting satisfaction is rising. Nobody says, wow, I'm really glad that uh, they're not working on this thing right away. Instead, we got the bake sale or the bingo or whatever. I think the sooner you get it cleaned up, the better. The better for the church, the better for the victims, the better for everybody. We'll take a break on News Radio 930 WBN. Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are back with Beach and Company. When we ask a question, there's usually an answer. Sometimes it's an answer you want to hear. Sometimes it's not. But it's usually there. Well, with this, the answer is the obvious. But beyond that, uh, we don't seem to have a lot of uh, examples of what the, uh, what the, uh, uh, the protesters are looking for. We know money is, is an issue. And we know the healing so, uh, process and whatever. All important. But what do they expect uh, when they have a protest at the airport? He's coming home from uh, uh, from a meeting with the, the Pope, and there's like seven people there. That, and that's the whole thing. If, if you put seven people on a camera, it shouldn't be a major news story. It's got to involve more than seven people, one would think. 
but I know the first thing you want is for him to leave. But what's the second and third and fourth thing you would like to see there? 803-0930-1800-616-9236, star 930. This is Kathy in South Buffalo. Kathy, you're on WBEN. Hi, Sandy. Hello. Bishop Malone is hanging on like a person in the middle of the ocean with a life preserver. He, when he retires, when the priests retire, they live like lifestyles of the rich and famous. They have cooks, uh, laundry, cleaning people. They do nothing except live. I, I look at where I live in South Buffalo at McKinley and Dorrance is a beautiful residence of retired priests. Near Jimmy, uh, near Jimmy Griffin's house. Well, no. Now, Jimmy lived in a house smaller than mine. I don't think he had three bedrooms. Oh, I thought he, was on, I thought he lived on Doran Street. He did. He did, but it's a little tiny cottage. Oh, okay. Um, nothing like this. This is uh, cream-colored brick. It's beautiful. Very nice. And, I mean, they have everything. They live like the lifestyles of the rich and famous. I think they have a driver, too. But, anyway, they never lift a finger after they retire, as opposed to the nuns. When the nuns retire... Our nuns from Mount Mercy and around this area are housed at the corner of Ebbett Road and Red Jacket Parkway. And it was an old school that they converted into a... a, a Residence, yeah. And in the summer, I would see Sister Rose and the nuns sitting out on the little, uh, little porch type thing that's the top of the staircase, basically. There was no shelter. They since have built a, like a little roof over it. But it, there's no air conditioning in there. There's nothing. And they, they treat the nuns like, like less than servants. And these priests who walk around with their robes and their hands folded, and they are, like, given all of the royalties. Well, you're about to hear. I mean, they always, at little, a little bit beyond this time right now, they always start the drive for the religious retired yeah, uh, and they ask for help in supporting priests who have retired. I would like someone to go and check out the housing where the nuns are, and then go out and look at the housing where the priests are. They're like lifestyles of the rich and famous. It's ridiculous. So, what do you want him to do? You think he can start working on some retirement plans and and, and a better retirement? That's what he's holding out for. Okay. Oh, to get it for the for the goodies at the end of the rainbow, and then he won't care what you do. Okay. You don't sound like you're the captain of his fan club. Thank you. No. Thank you, Kathy. Okay. Bye bye. There we go. Okay. Doesn't sound like she is a cheerleader for the bishop, does it? No, not at all. She and she knows where everybody lives. She knew where the nuns lived. She knows where the bishop lives. She knows where Jimmy Griffin lived. He lived on Dorrance. I don't know the address. I was never there. But, yeah, yeah, that's it. Didn't I see her in? Uh, yeah, I think you did. <laughs> yeah, one of those movies. All right, let's go to um, Dick on a cell phone. Dick, you're on WBN. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, Dick. What's going on? Well, I got a little information for you. The reason Malone will not retire is because he would have quit uh, he would lose all his benefits, his retirement, et cetera, and so on. Oh, he, yeah, you mean he wouldn't earn any any part of that? No. Wow. They take you. They take your retirement fund. They take everything. I guess the uh, the church has a, a better lawyer than the individual priest. Uh, 
Okay, here's here's number two. You can go back in the records. Oh, I'll tell you, five, six, maybe seven years ago, when all the monies that the parishes collected, like St. Paul, St. Andrew, St. John's, was kept in the parish accounts. Well, they decided, the diocese, that we should have all the money and dole it out to the parishes if they need it. Just like the states and the feds, right? Right. Okay. Well, guess what? There was $92 million in the diocese fund that has now been distributed back to the parishes because he's afraid of bankruptcy. Oh, okay. Yeah, bankruptcy will be a major question. I didn't know if he uh, if he would address it before he did leave. Well, that's probably part of the why, part of the reason he hasn't. But if he leaves before his time is up, yep. he loses his medical coverage, he loses his retirement, which is all provided by the diocese. Wow. It is gone. I didn't know that, but that certainly would be an incentive to want to hold on, wouldn't it? Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wow, I didn't know. I did not know that. Let's take a break and return. Because if I don't return, I don't get paid for today. On News Radio 930 WBN. Here's a couple of things on the um, Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. I am just so mad. Whoops, there it goes, scrolling again. I am so mad that the church is uh, held accountable for the actions of these people. Well, yeah, because the church is the employer. The church employs the, uh, they are employees in the eyes of the law. And the church has a, um, has a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, a mandate. Well, perhaps that's not the right choice. Uh, but they are looking for, uh, they have to uh, follow the same laws as any business would regarding the treatment of other employees to sexual harassment in the workplace, things like that. It's all law, and uh, they're not, they don't have a get-out-of-free, get-out-of-jail-free card in their wallet. They simply don't. They have to follow the same laws the rest of us do. Mr. Ba- Mr. Beach, Miss, that's me. I'm Beach. That's uh, Buzzy. Buzzy, what do you got? <laughs> we'll start with Patty. You know what I tried to do? I tried to clear my throat and talk at the same time. You can't do it. No. It's impossible. I mean, you're a very talented guy. Thank you. I'm not sure you I could. Said thank you. All right. I'm not sure you could even do that. No, it would be magic. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Patty says, there are secret church database records of abuse complaints dating back decades hidden from the public. Malone knew. Bishops before him knew. It is time for him to step down, not because he's guilty of anything but covering up and letting this continue far longer than it should. That's true, but that that really shows me, seeing that it's handed down from one bishop to the next bishop. You would think occasionally you might have one that uh, could have acted more decisively, but it looks like it's systemic, that they all do it. And because they all do it, uh, it's tough for one of them to jump out and say, here, I'm going to clean this up. I think had they turned one priest, one priest turned over to the police, this is what this person did, I think there would be a lot more leeway or a lot more forgiveness, but it seems like everything or every one of them was a cover-up. No, we're going to take you out of this parish. We're going to throw you over there. Uh, you know, just stay away from... It's uh, outrageous. It really yeah. is. To me, that's the most outrageous part, that it continued... When a lot of people knew about it, and it can uh, continue, it's about money. Now, I don't know if, if the bishop would be worried about uh, personnel, whether he would actually, I'm not trying to be funny here, run out of people to do the job. 
uh, if, he, if he cleaned up Dodge like uh, perhaps he should. And I think that's what really angers uh, people. Mr. Beamer. All right. Let's go to a top fan on Facebook. Oh, good. A top fan. <laughs> and Peggy says, the protesters seem to only want attention. They don't appear to want resolution. They do nothing to resolve conflict. I would like to see people behave more like Christians they profess to be forgiving. I would like to see the bishop be able to retire in peace. He's tired. I'm sorry. He's tried to resolve an emotionally charged problem practically single-handed. It is a very difficult, and he's not the first bishop to open the desk drawer and, and find things in there he didn't want to see about uh, abuse of, uh, of boys and things like that. Uh, but there's a certain level of responsibility to protect the people that are working for you. Uh, two things. One, I know one of the protesters. Believe me, the last thing that person wants is attention. I know that for a fact. Um, number two, though, Bishop Malone, we have to remind ourselves. And this is where you have to separate yourself from being Catholic and just look at this situation with no bias. Bishop Malone didn't do anything, didn't act on any of these allegations until the Channel 7 report came out. So where would we be if that investigation never took place? It'd still be hidden. Well, remember, the church is in the sin business. And when you're talking about sins, there's two kinds of sins. There's sins of commission, which means you actually did something. And there are sins of omission, where you let something happen. Okay. This, the church should know that. This is their stock and trade. This is what they preach. Well, they were guilty of both. Uh, the sins of commission by the deeds themselves and the sins of omission uh, because they didn't do anything about it. So basically, uh, they get a double whammy. They get uh, two bites of the apple already. They, there's no reason they should have a third one. Just imagine any business in which the very heart of it Uh, It has a very, very deep desire for something that is very, very illegal. And that's exactly what it's like. And you keep, uh, they keep bringing in altar boys uh, for priests uh, who pray on altar boys. And they don't, uh, nothing, nothing changes. It's the same story. I could have read you this story uh, 30 years ago. Wasn't as well known. But it's the same story. And that's where I don't get people defending the bishop. Again, I realize he is not guilty of any of the crimes that we've talked about regarding these priests. However, he put children in harm's way by covering up, by hiding these allegations, not looking into them. And I'm not saying every allegation is true, but he wouldn't even look into these allegations. And the ones that were substantiated, he would just move those priests somewhere else again where these priests had access to children. Well, you know, as, as the diocesan administrator, as, as the bishop, uh, it's his responsibility, and he has the authority to, uh, to work on this. He doesn't have to take the easy road. He can take the high road, the tougher road, the more expensive road. Uh, these are things that have to be corrected. How can you, how can you be um, bringing new people into your flock? By the way, I heard it in the news that he has a flock. Did you know that? I've had a lot of cars, but I've never even looked at a flock. I listened to Flock of Seagulls. Uh, in the Do 80s. you really? How about the Flock of Seagulls? They, they had the nice yeah, hairdo. Yeah, nice hairdo. You could use some of Flock of hair. Flock I could of use seagulls. hair. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, their job. Even if they weren't priests and nuns and bishops, it's their job. The, jo- the state does not allow you to do that sort of thing. 
Just because you have access to them doesn't mean you can do that. And so this should have been cleaned up years and years ago. It's an admitted uh, problem with the, uh, with the church internationally, not just here, internationally. In fact, I was surprised that it got as far as the, uh, the Pope, uh, that he had a file on it and they were going to discuss it. One would wonder what that conversation is like. Do you have another, please? I do. We will go with Tom, who simply put, another Tom, by the way, not the first Tom we read. Well, was that Dick or Harry? <laughs> it was Tom. We did have Dick on. We did. So the only thing missing is Harry. He hasn't commented yet. We had a Tom. And now we a, have another a, Tom. And a Dick. <laughs> so that's what we had. We had a good cross-section. We're inclusionary, you know? We include people, yes. Tom says Malone isn't helping Time for him to put the church first and respectfully step down. Yeah, uh, the people do the right thing are few and far between, but they're noted in history. So you would think that you would want to be, if you stepped into that position and you found out what's going on. Now, first of all, you should want to get, get that changed immediately simply because of your conscience. But even beyond your conscience, the law, if you looked at that, and you suddenly cleaned up the whole diocese. Everything was uh, just the best it could be. Everybody was satisfied, though uh, they were moving forward. Uh, you'd have a little uh, space in the history book. So besides wanting to do it because it's the right thing to do, which should be the first priority, you'd also be rewarded uh, by uh, being the person who had the courage to do it. And nobody did. Nobody really did. Uh, so what happens is you get paid off. I don't, you know, I know that money is the great equalizer, uh, but you didn't do it. Uh, you did it because maybe you, uh, somebody uh, blew the whistle on you or, you know, some reporter uh, wrote a book about you or something like that. But the bottom line is they didn't do it willingly. They did it grudgingly. And here, now I'm not saying uh, any, I'm not pointing at anybody. But I'm just saying I am a logical person. With all of those predatory priests, is it not logical that sprinkled among them has to be some predatory bishops? One would think, but I've never heard of any of them being uh, outed with a problem. Let's hope that they, it's not because it's not a problem, that they don't, they don't uh, conduct themselves like that. But one would guess that the numbers would, would, would beckon elsewhere and say, yeah, there's, in this percentage, it's a logical equation that there would be X amount. But I am not saying there is, uh, but I'm thinking it could be. 803-0930-1800-616-9236, star 930, with Beach and Company. Hang in there. <laughs>
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.